Welcome to Rivers of Revival podcast. You're about to listen to an audio filled with pure revelation. Be ready, hungry, and open to receive from God. Paul said, you, you, should, have, you should have gone on from the milk. You, you cannot still be stuck on milk. You cannot still remain in the same place. So therefore, we cannot just drink the milk of the Word. We need to get into to more substance of the Word. We need to get deeper into the Word of God and allow the Word to shape and form us. We cannot stay in the same level spiritually. We cannot, we cannot stay in the same place of revelation We cannot stay in the same place of intimacy and we cannot stay in the same place of our fruit. So you need more intimate intimacy, the new fresh revelation, which will produce greater magnitude of fruit. So many people say, I want to bear more fruit for God. I want to bear fruit cannot come out of nothing. Fruit only comes out of two places. It comes out of intimacy and revelation, intimacy and and revelation. Jesus said, I can do nothing out of myself. I can do nothing, nothing out of myself. And we are the same way. We can do nothing without him. So the first place that we find ourselves is in a place of intimacy. And when you're in a place of intimacy, you want more revelation. You, You want more of the word of God. You want more of the spoken word. You want more the revelation word to begin to flow in your life. Because the more revelation begins to flow, the more you find yourself in a place of bearing more fruit. Amen. So we want to bear fruit. We want to be good stewards with what God develops in us. We want to be good stewards of what God pours into us. And it all starts with one simple thing, and that is intimacy. For us to be intimate with God, for us to have a time where we press into God's presence, where we allow God to download, to impart when God pours out upon us. It is impossible for you to maintain a spiritual life if there's no intimacy. There is no way that you will still stand spiritually if there's no intimacy. There's many people today that find themselves in a place of going through the motions of Christianity. There's no intimacy. They don't get into the Word of God. They don't get into prayer. They don't get into God's presence where God begins to work on them and in them to do greater experiences and encounters for them. But they they live, they live the mechanics of Christianity where they only rely upon They only rely upon what they already know. They only rely upon past experiences. But I want to come to you and I want you to know tonight that God wants you to have new experiences, new encounters, fresh encounters. And that's how you grow. Otherwise, you become stagnant as a believer. Who's ever been in a place that you you always you always get stuck in the same place? It's like you don't get breakthrough over something. You do the same stuff over and over. You stay in the same lane. You stay in the same level. It's it's the same old, same old. You need to break out of that place of stagnancy. You need to break out of that place where you've lost the frequency of heaven, where you've become accustomed to almost stay in the same place, where, where, where you cannot grow and develop into who God called you to be. You're frustrated because the same problems you had last year is the same problems you had this year. The same stuff you fought last year is the same stuff you're fighting this year. But I want you to know that what God has in store for you, every level comes with a a new devil. We're not going to fight the same fight. We're growing to fight bigger fights, growing to fight bigger battles. You, you might kill the bear and the lion. David had to kill a bear and a lion before he got to Goliath. You need to kill the bear and the lion in this season because next season the bear and the lion's nothing. You need to kill the Goliath. 
Goliath. You need to kill a giant. And, and, and that's the powerful revelation today to understand that the more you are intimate, the more revelation flows and the more fruit is being bare. The more fruit you then bear, you realize that you live a life that's in frequency with heaven. When you in frequency with heaven, supernatural things begin to happen. When you're in frequency with heaven, you begin to realize that you don't, you don't work it. You, you don't work it. Listen to me now. You realize that it, it flows naturally. It flows naturally. Breakthrough comes supernaturally. Are you with me tonight? Breakthrough begins to flow supernaturally. It comes supernaturally. It flows out of, it oozes out of the frequency you carry with heaven. Because you're in heaven's lane. You align to heaven. You're in frequency with heaven. Now heaven begins to back you up in supernatural ways. Beyond your own, your own understanding even. Heaven comes and shows up in your life in ways that you cannot even begin to imagine. We need to be people of His presence. We need to be people of His presence presence. We need to be people of His presence. I want you to go in the Word of God to 2 Corinthians. I want you to quickly go to 2 Corinthians. Go to 2 Corinthians 3. Libro Sikirivia. Go to 2 Corinthians 3. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. There is liberty. <laughs> In the Passion Translation it says, Now the Lord I'm referring to is the Holy Spirit, and wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. Oh, I love the way the Passion says it. I want you to just catch it quickly. If you go read... In your regular New King James, you find that now the Lord is that spirit. And where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty. But the Passion says it beautifully. It says, and wherever he is Lord. Yo, I love that. There is freedom. I love how the Passion translation says it. Your regular translation says, where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. But the Passion says, wherever He is Lord, there is freedom. Wow, that, that, that just changes it completely. That, that, I don't know about you, but that bowls me out. Because that means that there could be areas in your life that He is not Lord. There could be areas in my life that I've not allowed him to be Lord. Which means I might be liberated, I might be free, I might be, I might be uh, uh, breaking through in areas. But there might be certain places where I have yet to make him Lord. There might be places where I am not acknowledging him as Lord. Wow. <laughs> so I can get to the point where I can say, Lord. I want every area in my life to submit under your Lordship. And I want everywhere I go, I will acknowledge you as the Lord. It comes down to the acknowledgement. Because the Bible says, where two or more agree, agree, He is there. Where two or more are gathered in His name. 
This doesn't mean just because we two believers in a room, now God is going to manifest. This means when we are there in His name, what does that mean? When we are pursuing what He is pursuing. When we come into perfect alignment with the heart of God, there is an outpouring of His Spirit. So when we get together for the kingdom's sake, we will see that now the Lordship of Jesus has been established. And when the Lordship of Jesus is established in that place, there is a freedom release in that place. <laughs> this is powerful. This is so, so powerful. Because you know that you are, you are a co-heir of Jesus Christ. You are heir of God. <laughs> That's power. That is so, so powerful. That is so, so powerful. Which means you have access to everything Jesus has access to. You have access to everything that the Father has allowed to Jesus. That's why we say Jesus has given us the perfect example of what we have access to and what we can see become evident in our lives. We can literally say this, everything that Jesus has done when he walked the earth is possible to you and I because we have the same inheritance. We have the same inheritance. All we need to do is agree on what he wants to do. So let's say you and I tonight, you and I, we are co-heirs. So, so the father wants to bless us with the inheritance because we co-heirs. When is the power of release manifested? I, I want you to write this down if you're a note taker. When is the power of release manifested? Only when the power of agreement has been reached. When does the power of release manifest? Only when the power of agreement has been established. When two co-heirs come together and they agree on the release. <laughs> come on, somebody. That is when the Father finds favor to release. We can make it very practical today. If you're fighting a constitution, you're fighting a covenant, you're fighting an inheritance, whatever it is, there is only release when both parties find agreement. <laughs> That's why Jesus said in the book of John, let's, let's go there. Go to John 15 quickly. Let me show you this. Go to John 15. I want you to join me in your Bibles. I want you to open your own Bibles. I want you to, oh, I want you to read it for yourself. John 15. Hallelujah. You're getting something already, right? I hope you're getting something already. I'm just so stirred up because I was in the house of the Lord this morning. <laughs> so, so stirred up because I was in the house of the Lord. Woo! Listen here. <laughs> I first want to read it here and then we read it there. Is that okay? Let's read it here first. John 15. Verse 7. It's one of my favorite verses, by the way. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you. What is that? That is, that is the covenant. When, when you abide in me, 
and my words abide in you. You shall ask what you will, and it shall be done unto you. Ooh, that's powerful. That's powerful. That is, I love it. I love it. In the Passion Translation, we have to read it in the Passion. You know we have to, right? It says, If you live in union with me, and if my words live powerfully within you, you can ask whatever you desire. Ooh. <laughs> and it will be done. Mm. This is a powerful scripture because this speaks about the agreement. This speaks about the covenant agreement. This speaks about when two coherers come together and they agree, they agree upon the word of the Lord. They agree upon the matter of the inheritance. The father releases it. That's why Jesus said, ask of me the nations and I will give them as your inheritance. The, the key is in asking, but not asking anything. The key is in asking in line with the agreement. It says there, when you abide in me and my words in you, you will ask anything, which means his word in me <laughs> becomes the words that I ask. So I abide in him. And he abide in his word abides in me. So when I speak, when I release the words, it is no longer what I wanted, but it is his word that became my desire. And when I ask, I ask his words, which means when I come to the Father in the name of Jesus, I am requesting exactly the same thing that Jesus is interceding for me, which means I'm in perfect alignment, in perfect covenant and agreement, and it brings the establishment for the release. <laughs> power, 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 power. Oh, but there's another scripture I can show you, right? Let's let's go to the let's go to the book of Acts. You see, many people use scripture and they twist it and they say, God is just gonna give you your desires. God is just gonna give you your desires. But you need to know that God creates fresh desires in you when his word gets in you. Because he said, when my words abide in you, let me tell you something. There's nothing that changes you like the power of God's presence through his words. Ooh. <laughs> It changes you. It changes your desires. It changes your will. It changes your agenda. It changes your mindset. It changes everything about you. Don't you ever for a moment think that God, God's word can abide in you but not change you. Oh, it changes you. It changes you. Absolutely changes you. Go to the book of Acts. We always go to Acts. It's because we're on fire. We love Acts. We love the fire of God. Go to Acts. Go to Acts. Quickly. Acts 2 verse 1, and when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. One accord and one place. They were in one accord in one place. But that's not the powerful thing. This is the powerful thing. Go to the book of Luke. Quickly go to the book of Luke. Luke 24. Oh, I'm taking you on a journey in the scriptures tonight. And this is what we're going to do this week. This is what we're going to do this week. Go to Luke 24, 49. Okay, listen to this now. 
Listen to this. Let's go. Let's back up a little bit. Read from verse 47. Oh, wait. Let's read from verse 45. I just love it. I'll read this whole chapter. It's just so, so powerful. So I'm touching on Luke 24. I'm going to read from verse 45. It says, he supernaturally unlocked. You know I'm reading from the Passion now. He supernaturally unlocked the understanding to receive the revelation of the scriptures. Then said to them, everything that has happened fulfills what was prophesied of me. Christ, the Messiah, was destined to suffer and rise from the dead on the third day. Now you must go into all nations and preach repentance and forgiveness of sins that they will turn to me. Start right here in Jerusalem. For you are my witnesses and I have seen for yourself all that has transpired. And here it is. And I will send the fulfillment of the Father's promise to you. Stay here in the city until the mighty power of heaven falls upon you and wraps around you. Ooh, I love it. I love it. I love it. So Jesus tells them in Luke 24, according to, according to the Kohair Christ, they need to come into agreement with the waiting, with the waiting of the fulfillment of promise. Don't go anywhere. Wait in the city. Wait here. Get together. Get in unity. Get in one accord. Wait for the promise. Wait for the promise. And the moment they came together according to the alignment of the instruction of Jesus, which means they did not just receive the word, but they received the power to stick it out. Sometimes we hear the word of God, but we deny its power when it only becomes a spoken word. We don't take it to a manifested word. Come on, somebody. So they heard the instruction. They heard Jesus speaking. They heard Jesus gave them the instruction. This is what you're going to do. You're going to go in all nations. You're going to move in power. You're going to touch everybody. You're going to preach. And people are going to get saved. And all these beautiful things. But he said, before you go, before you go, wait, 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 wait. Wait a minute. Because before you do this, you better get into the city together and wait for the fulfillment of promise. <laughs> Which is the Holy Ghost. And then you go read Acts and it said, and when the day of Pentecost was fully, they were all with one accord Ooh. <laughs> in one place. When they came in alignment with the words of Christ, the manifestation of the spoken word took place. So, so this is the revelation today that we need to grasp a hold of, that we need to get in our spirit, is that as we are co-heirs, of Christ, which means when we come in unity with what He is praying and interceding, we come and we tap into that. It brings an alignment in the covenant that releases what He's spoken. Mm, I love it. Every promise in the Word of God is attainable to us. Yes and amen to us. Every promise in the Word. But the promise means nothing if I do not line up myself to perfect unity in one accord, in one place with what Christ has spoken. I will not see the fulfillment or the outpouring or the establishment of that promise in the covenant. It's not enough to recite Scripture. You need to live it out. You need to apply Scripture. You need to get in line and in agreement with the Word to see the Word fulfilled. I am letting you know tonight that you are a co-heir of Christ. You are a heir of God. 
You have access to every promise that's locked up in the Word of God. Every single thing this book carries is yes and amen unto you. Every promise, every prophetic, every release, every breakthrough, every miracle, every financial blessing or favor. Mm, it's all miracles, signs, wonders. Every single thing is yes and amen unto you. All you need to do is get in line abide in Him and let His Word abide in you. And when you can do that, you line yourself up in a spirit of unity. The Bible says, where there is unity, God commands a blessing. Mm. God is looking for unity. Unity with what? Doesn't mean we, just, we should be united just as people. No, the unity firstly had nothing to do with people. The unity had to do with the spoken word. We have to be united with the word of God. We have to be united with the release of the word. You cannot be united to people if you're not united to the promise. You cannot be in unity with a group of people, with a church, with an organization, with a business, with a company, or a group of individuals. If you're not united in the vision, if you're not united in the promise, if you're not united in the mission, if you're not united in the mandate, so we first need to get in unity with the scripture. We need to get in unity with the spoken word of God over our lives. When we get in unity with that, what do we do then? We step into the full manifestation of the covenant. And we see the fulfillment of the written and the spoken word in our lives. Thanks for listening to this audio podcast with Apostle K. We trust you are filled, empowered, and stirred up. Please feel free to visit and connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, or our website. We would love to hear from you.